Ladies and gentlemen, the Football Scoop Podcast. I am Scott Roussel, proud and happy to be joined with college football expert John Bryce. JB, it's Monday. We had some great football this weekend. We got football all week. We got Monday Night Ball tonight. We got Maxim Tuesday, Wednesday. We got Egg Bowl and NFL Thursday. Uh, my goodness, we got Friday. I think Friday morning starts at like nine in the morning, which God bless America, but whatever. Uh, all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And by the way, it's our busiest time of the year every as college football season winds down. JB, you get any sleep? Um, not not a whole lot, but um, that's the <laughs> that's the nature of the season. That's why we do what we love, and uh, that's also what happens when you have computer problems. But uh, for, no, for nobody cares about my lack of sleep or computer problems. No, they don't. For those who don't know, football scoop. You know, we uh, we're, we're busy all year round, but we're exceptionally busy right now. So this past weekend, this was the end, the end of the FCS regular season. And then this upcoming Saturday is basically the end of most of the FBS regular season. There are a couple of games that trickle there forward. And the, the next weekend's college, uh, the conference championships games. But anyway, this is a time of year when a lot of athletic directors decide to make changes. There's the head coaching changes that everybody covers. Uh, we pride ourselves on, in addition to those, we cover every single other change. And uh, so, JB and I, uh, Zach, Doug, we, we stay very busy this time of year. We love what we do. We love to help people out. We love uh, to help people find new opportunities, and we help a lot of coaches get in that, in that process. So, anyway, good time of year. JB, today I wanted to get you on and talk about LSU. Uh, I live in Baton Rouge. <laughs> I hear a lot of this on a lot of fronts. Uh, JB provides more of a national perspective balances me out a little bit. I'll tell you down here, uh, the belief is that uh, Scott Woodard is honing in on his guy. Full expectations um, are that this will happen in connection with shortly thereafter LSU's final game. LSU has Texas A&M Saturday. I would anticipate new coach being named, you know, in place Sunday, the latest. Right. Scott Woodard, um, Went after some big guns. He has kicked the tires extensively. A lot of offensive names uh, have been vetted. Jimbo, obviously. Um, I, I do believe Lincoln Riley was vetted. I think Lane Kiffin was vetted. Um, honestly, I don't really, really, really think he's a candidate. But if the Dan Mullen thing had happened in a different way at a different time, I think they would have loved to have hired Dan Mullen. There's a lot of folks at LSU who think very highly of Dan Mullen as a football coach, as an ex. I think they believe there is there are a few better X and O guys than Dan Mullen. Now, the recruiting thing has just been so bad. I, don't, I can't see that happening at this time. Anyway, there's a lot of talk now. Um, you know, you and I have both been here, and we've been talking a lot extensively. For those who've been listening to the podcast and following on the website, Matt Campbell uh, is a fantastic football coach, and for years he didn't seem to want to leave Iowa State. And you and I have both been hearing from different angles, different sources that this might be the time Matt Campbell actually looks to make a move. Uh, Jamie, what's the latest you hear on that one with uh, with regards to LSU? Yeah, and I think that um, I think you're right. I think Matt Campbell has realized, especially with the way that this Iowa State season has gone, and uh, they do have some some really singular players there uh, that are elite players, but they don't have a roster stack full of them. And now 
Um, it's harder for Iowa State to sneak up on people because Iowa State has been so good and competitive under Matt Campbell. I think he is more open finally to leaving that program and looking at what's out there. You know, in recent years, and this is credit to the administration at Iowa State, Matt Campbell didn't just refuse to really entertain other college jobs. He refused to entertain NFL jobs, um, which is um, he's a young guy. It's not something you would see a whole lot, but he felt a strong commitment to Iowa State. I give I think that speaks to Matt's character, and I give everyone involved there a lot of credit for that. But now I think he sees the timing is one where he would entertain very strongly an LSU or uh, potentially a University of Florida type situation. Um, and maybe even I know when, when Southern Cal played at Notre Dame a few weeks ago, uh, some Southern Cal reporters felt like he certainly was willing to listen to USC at that time. So I think the timing is about looking and seeing what's out there. I don't know the last time we saw three jobs, the ilk of LSU, Florida, and Southern Cal all open at the same time. Um, it's a coach's market, frankly, uh, especially a coach who has been in, as in demand as Matt Campbell, um, and especially as, as LSU has worked around its list. I don't necessarily want to say down because we don't know which guys fell on which line. Um, but as LSU has worked through its list, then certainly Matt Campbell's a name that you and I have continued to hear more and certainly have continued to hear more into today. Um, Dave Aranda has done great things at Baylor. He does not have the same longevity to his resume and the same shelf life as what Matt Campbell does in terms of proven program building and sustaining it. Yeah. So Dave Aranda uh, did a really nice job at LSU, I think, for what, three seasons did a very nice job. Did 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 whatever he's asked. It did a very good job. I, I don't know if Dave had not been at LSU a few years ago. I don't think Dave would be a candidate here. Doesn't really traditionally uh, fit what you think of that that Scott Woodard looks for. Um, but but he is. He's done a very nice job this year. There, there's there's local speculation that Dave might wind up being offered this job. We'll see. You know, what LSU needs is they need somebody who's going to win games. That's first and foremost. But they also, LSU, the university, I I, I don't think y'all see it as much as I do because I happen to live here. But the press on Louisiana State University has just been brutal and athletics in general. But right. they've had a lot of scandals that might not have been picked up as big um, elsewhere. But, boy, they've had a hard time. They have a new president come in here. He's really trying to clean the place up. So what they need is a head coach who is not going to be on the front page of the paper for the wrong reason for the next two, three, four, five, hopefully 10, 20 years. And uh, there are some guys you can envision you know, might, that could happen to. Uh, there are people you would think like Mel Tucker, Matt Campbell, uh, Dave Aranda, right. who, Billy Napier, who will not be – who will not put the university into a bad light. You know, I, br I bring up Napier. The very first, I mean, the day that Ogeron got let go uh, or was announced that he was done, uh, we had, I think we did a pod that day, maybe the next day, and I said, Billy Napier is the guy they should hire. I don't think right. they will, but that's who they should. Uh, I still stand by that. I think they should. I think yeah. I, I tell people locally all the time, Billy Napier is the guy they should hire. Well, and, and here's a, a huge reason for – why you're 100% correct on that, and that is he he has such a healthy culture. He already understands the dynamics of the state, and one that I don't believe can be overstated is that 
he has a lot of allies among high school coaches throughout the state of Louisiana because Billy Napier has always treated people the right way. And there's a reason that he's already very quickly and very prominently, um, based on sources that I trust immensely, on shortlist at Virginia Tech University and the University of Florida. And those are two great jobs open as well. Um, you know, Virginia Tech's not quite in the same category as a Florida or an LSU, in my opinion, but it's still a really, really good job with a really strong fan base and a strong, passionate fan base. And in a conference, easier to win. So there are pros and cons to all these jobs. But Billy Napier is up there near the top of the list, I firmly believe, at the University of Florida, and I know for Virginia Tech University. And so why he has not heard anything from LSU um, is mind-boggling. I don't get it at all. The guy has worked under Nick Saban. He's worked under Dabo Sweeney, and he's made Louisiana a national profile program right there in Louisiana in that state. And again, you talk to him and you decide he's not your guy. Hey, that's fine. At least you've kicked all the necessary tires, but I don't believe Billy Napier, as we record this here on Monday afternoon, has heard the first word from LSU. And um, that that's mind boggling to me um, because much like Matt Campbell, Billy Napier has sustained it for a long period of time. I think Dave Aranda is brilliant. Um, and what he's done at, at Baylor in such short order is really remarkable. Um, but again, he doesn't have the career longevity as a head coach that either a Matt Campbell or a Billy Napier has. You know, it's interesting you say that, JB. So JB and I, uh, we work together, but we have very different uh, connections, I would say. And often we hear things from, we hear, we might hear the same thing, but we hear them from different sides of the table. And I've been hearing from LSU's side, they still haven't reached out to Napier at all. Uh, and, and, and JB's hearing the same thing. That's interesting, you know, and, you know, some of these guys, a lot of these guys, their line uh, publicly and privately is I'm not going to talk to anybody during the season, uh, you, you know, and, and some of them say that, but their agent still has all those conversations. Um, I mean, Billy's represented by CAA and, and, you know, Jimmy Sexton's of the world. So, I mean, I, you know, CA has had conversations with uh, with Scott Woodard, but yeah, I don't think Billy has, and uh, it's interesting. You know, Mel Tucker's deal. You know, we had heard Michigan State was ready to put it on the table for Mel to sign, but then they didn't. Still hasn't been signed. I don't. I don't think that's still in play here, but it's just weird to me it hadn't been signed. Yeah, and maybe it's as simple as they've they've slid an MOU in front of him and uh, they've got a gentleman's agreement and they're going to wait till the end of the season and, and hash out the minutia of the deal. The other thing uh, I'm very curious to see is how much of that uh, Mel Tucker deal is maybe structured with, with some of the insurance elements that some of the coaches' contracts use. That's how um, part of Jim Harbaugh's salary at the University of Michigan is structured through these uh, – insurance policies and it sometimes means more guaranteed money especially uh, for a larger number as the deal is being ironed out up front but then it also means you're waiting a really long time to collect that money um, in a lot of cases and, and most of these guys don't need the money right then and there um, but it's just a, a different it's a different structure it's not a it's not the normal we're paying you six million a year you get half a million dollars every single month that's your salary it's not like that it's done it's done much differently 
And I certainly know there are agents um, in multiple sports, not just college football, that absolutely hate the structure of those insurance policies. So it could be something like that. But I agree with you. It's weird when it's so prominently out there, and we reported it 10 days ago, that that they were working on a very significant proposal uh, to a reworked contract to keep Mel Tucker and East Lansing. Um, but it's rare when it's that much out there um, that we haven't seen any of a more formal announcement. But we also had James Franklin on Saturday basically flat out saying he's got a contract extension coming and um, he'd be happy to talk about it by Tuesday. And it's, it's Monday afternoon late um, on the East Coast, mid-afternoon, and, and there's no Penn State official release yet anyway. All right. So, Scott Woodard going after the big home run. I'm going to tell you how I believe reactions would be. First of all, it only matters if the guy comes in here and wins. But local reactions, if Scott goes out and gets, you know, just thinking through some guys we said on here, obviously, uh, well, if he were to get Matt Campbell, I think that's an easy sell. And I think you have to pay up and you pay a number that might be $6 million, $7 million, $8 million a year to get Matt Campbell out of there. And I think the LSU fan base would be fired up. I think you go get they if you if they hire Dave Aranda and they got to pay five, six, something like that. I think some fans be like, okay. I think the boosters who had to who had to pay up all the money to get uh oh out of there and bring in a whole new staff and fund some of this, I think they'd be like, All right, I hope so. Hope this works out okay. I think if you go to Billy and it's it's five million bucks. I think there'd be a huge amount of excitement. Um, I'm just telling you, out of those three, the mo for Scott Woodard is Matt Campbell. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I I don't know if it's going to happen. That's the mo. Yeah, and um, you know, look, they were paying Ed Orgeron well above what was it, five and a half million dollars or more? Oh, way more than that. Yeah, yeah. That, that new deal bumped him substantially. Right, right. So Matt Campbell, I think, is only making around $4 million. I say only. Uh, <laughs> but uh, only as it's relative to college football's astronomical salaries. Um, he's making around $4 million, and that's including the deal that he just reworked earlier this calendar year. Um, so there's a lot of runway for LSU to go get him and uh, give him a big fat raise and still not be spending – uh, crazy outside of what it was already prepared to commit to Orgeron. Now, the difference is they've got Orgeron on the books for another $17 million over the upcoming couple of years because he's getting the full terms of his buyout when some folks thought that might not happen uh, for some of the issues that you alluded to earlier at LSU. So I think that's really interesting. But um, again, it goes back to what we're talking about when you look at Napier hasn't heard from them. You know it, I know it. We know that Napier and LSU have not spoken for whatever reason. Then Dave Aranda has done a great job, but he does not have the resume longevity of a Matt Campbell. I think that's significant. And and Matt Campbell, the coaches, some of the coaches that I talked to that have known him going back to his days in the Mac, talk about what a culture guy he is, and that that's maybe one of the best things he does organizationally is have a healthy culture in his program. And I think and you certainly know it exponentially better than me being on boots on the ground there in Baton Rouge. LSU needs to fix its culture a little bit. And Matt Campbell and Billy Napier are 
instill your culture type guys. And Aranda, maybe two. Uh, I've only known Aranda as a defensive coordinator. I'm, I haven't spent any time at Baylor since he's been there. Um, he's just, he, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I would, I'd be a little surprised by an Aranda hire here person. It just doesn't fit the Scott Woodward, uh, you know, the, the way he tends to operate, but we'll see. Um, okay. So these games, LSU plays Saturday. Iowa state, I believe plays Friday. I think Baylor plays Saturday. Lafayette's got a conference championship game to go. So, man, it'd be really weird if they hired Napier right away um, with a game to go. You know, a guy at a group of five program, his players would be so excitable. They'd be hurt. They'd be sorry to see him go. But they're like, man, this is a chance to go from making – Billy was making, I think, about $2 million now. He used to be making about a mil. Uh, so his players say, man, he's got a $25 million, $30 million guaranteed contract. They'd be so excited for him. Like, Coach, we get it. You know, let's win this championship game, and you go do your thing, boss. We love you. Um, so I, you can see it. But anyway, I see all this playing out Saturday, Sunday, Monday at the latest. Yeah, I, I completely uh, agree with that. And, and you mentioned the fact that there are a, a huge – slate of games on Friday, including the Fox Sports national broadcast of TCU at Iowa State. Um, So you've got one program in that game already looking for a head coach, Sonny Dykes, and then you have another program in that game at Iowa State that may well be looking for a head coach by the conclusion. So I bet, I think we might see a TCU press conference on Saturday. It would not Uh, surprise me at all. Yes. So uh, yes, yeah, I've got to think all. about yeah the other side of that. But yes, yes, we're, yeah, we and, I think and, we all know where that one's going. Yeah, and Baylor, um, they play at noon on Saturday. So whatever direction some of these uh, decisions ultimately conclude with, we're going to see a lot of new coach press conferences and a lot of awkward photos and and ceremonial jerseys um, on our TV and computer screens coming up Saturday, Sunday, and Monday particularly, folks. Football Scoop Podcast is great fun. Uh, we just started this back up a few months ago. I need you to tell the world. Share it with everybody. Share it with your friends. Share it with your mama. Share it with your, your neighbor and everybody else down the street. We appreciate that. Uh, on Twitter, he's John D. Bryce 1. I'm at Football Scoop. Always a pleasure, folks. We'll see you.